Welcome back to When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. When the Right One Comes, helping you navigate through the dating and relationship space. We are thrilled that you join us and we hope that you download this episode so you can listen to it again and again. Let's tune into the conversation. To When the Right One Comes, a special edition um if you would share this room um by going to the square with the arrow and uh share sharing is caring uh sharing is caring so share the room i am bishop greg davis the curator of the room and uh, we're gonna get started in just a minute. I thought I'd start a little different tonight like we do on Friday, since it's almost Friday, with a little music. And um, we're gonna get started in a minute. Marriage before, during, and after. I have a guest, very special guest, uh, that I can honestly say I've known half my life. We'll tell you more about that. Uh, Uh, yeah, that I've known, I, I, yeah, yeah, half my life, over half my life. We'll tell you more about that. Uh, invite somebody, let's get the shares up to at least 25 tonight. Comments are open. Uh, we have our moderators up and more will be in. Our administrators, Dr. Nick Angelica and Sombatine. And we'll get started in a minute. Welcome everybody to When the Right One Comes, and it's a Thursday night edition. And I'm going to be actually doing more of these one-on-ones on Thursdays at nine. Um, not every Thursday to start off with, but uh, we're going to be we're going to be doing these. Uh, I want to do some interview series, uh, and so if you would invite and share, invite and share uh, on tonight. Uh, we're going to give everybody an opportunity uh, to ask questions on tonight. Uh, we have our team here with us. And um, also, uh, Candace and Angelica are going to help lead the conversation, but everybody can talk. Um, um, and this is going to be uh, organic tonight. Uh, I don't have any questions. Let me put Josh in the thing. Um, you can put Josh in there. Um, it's going to be organic uh, tonight. I don't have any questions because I really don't need any questions uh, uh, for this guest. If you would, um, again, we're up to 32 shares. Uh, how about we go to try to go to 50? How about we try to go to 50? I see my dear friend, CJ Rhodes. I'm going to invite him up. 
If you'd like to come up, Pastor Rose is in here, uh, part of our fellowship, and he's a friend of mine. Um, wow, a lot of y'all in here tonight. Um, I appreciate it. So tonight, going right to it, because uh, we're not going to be long, because she ain't going to let me hold alone. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Angelica and uh, Dr. Eve, Day, Torian, Dr. Barbie, hope you're feeling better, Quanisha, uh, Candace, Joshua, Linwood, all of our regulars. I actually see um, some of our daughters in ministry that have been in ministry with us for literally uh, 30 years. I see June down there. And I saw Marietta. I don't know if she's still in here. I saw Marietta. Uh, I see some of um, those that grew up with me and uh, things. Um, oh, Sonia's in here. Um, Marietta and June, y'all welcome to come up. Uh, Sam, Pastor Sam, come on up. Okay, so we're going to get started. Um, tonight, I am proud to bring back for the second time. Um, uh, Pastor Kim Davis, Apostle Kim Davis, and Bishop-elect Kim Davis. If the name sounds familiar because it's Davis, that's because this is uh, my ex-wife, my wife for 20 years. Um, and we are great friends. I just preached for her at the church I used to pastor and the church we founded together, one in Pennsylvania, Ebenezer. Uh, I don't know if any of them are in here in the river, um, a church. Uh, I preached there and hadn't been there in two years, and both churches were packed. Uh, I told her, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or day before yesterday, how proud I was of her carrying on the work um, uh, as, um, I mean, it, amazing time I had. And for some of you, this is a little strange because you may um you may not get along with yours uh, i can't say that uh for every relationship i've been in um that is that way we're going to talk about uh uh how we met how long we've been knowing each other blended families did we get married too soon how soon we got married how i how i <laughs> how how i used my my charm and influence start talking to her, which is a funny story, and just all that stuff and what went wrong. This is a conversation to to help you. And we've been talking about doing this for a while. Before the pandemic, we were gonna do it on my show. Um, but thought we would bring I would bring it to Clubhouse. And uh, I wanna thank her um, for uh, saying yes. The, the, the other thing is, um, uh, I talk a lot about her in my, um, in, in these rooms and relationships and always bring her up and, um, people say, well, y'all should get back together. No, we, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about, you can be friends after. Um, and so we are here to, to share and uh, Candace and Angelica can pop in at any time during the conversation and any of the other um, moderators. So without further ado, uh, uh, Pastor Kim Anita Davis. Your grace and peace be multiplied unto you. 
And likewise, how are you tonight? Thanks for having us tonight. We are great, great. It's, we're grateful to be here. And great Good. peace to everybody that's out there. I see a lot of, um, I, I see uh, uh, Henry Gallagher, Henry down there. What do we call him? Mr. Halliger. Mr. Halliger. <laughs> <laughs> that is my Mr. Uh, Halliger. And there's quite a few in here on today. So uh, tell a little bit about yourself first without me tell tell them about yourself your your background and and, and all that because you you wasn't broke when i met you <laughs> well it depends on how far we want to go back i was born and raised in church uh from 1958 uh when you found me i was in church uh came from the prayer tabernacle church in detroit michigan um when we got together I had been in that church my whole life, uh, 32 years. Uh, I had been in that church singing in the choir. That's what I thought I would do for the rest of my days. And um, I come from a family of cosmetologists. Uh, so people always say, how do you keep your flips up? Well, I kind of know how to keep them up. Um, my sister and my mother were cosmetologists. Uh, they were both in church. And we went through the years. Uh, by the time you got to me, I was a career Michigan Bell, AT&T, Ameritech person. I worked there for 18 years. I went up the ranks in management. I helped to oversee several offices in that company. And so, like you said, when you got here, uh, I was already a well-established uh, career woman. Uh, had been married one time when I was 17 years old and uh, my pastor had died and that's kind of where you came in to the picture. So I think I told everything that's significant about me as a person. So we had known, and forgive me, I said Dr. E, but Dr. Nick, y'all, I'm sorry. Um, uh, y'all know what I meant. Um, we, had, uh, we had known each other how long prior to I had known I I knew you when you were I always say twelve years old at Welcome Baptist Church <laughs> the little cute little boy with long eyelashes. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Twelve 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 hours. I was, I was, yeah. So uh, she's um, six years older than me uh, until always. my birthday. Until yeah. my birthday, then you're five years older than exactly. me. Exactly. Right, and so. Her pastor and my pastors then, I had left my grandfather's church, her pastors, just to give you a little content. Um, and my my pastors and her pastors were, were relatives. Her pastor was their uncle who took over from their dad's church and then they went and started their own church. Well, her pastor was who we call Uncle David. Um, for some reason, he took a liking to me and he started sending me to preach in, Youngstown, Ohio, and uh, when he passed, there was a vacancy, and I went to preach, wanting the church fill in whenever I'm I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Uh, I I went there filling in, wanting the church, and there were three of us in rotation, right? Yes. And I was every what third Sunday, maybe I want to say. Second. Second, second or fourth, second. I can't remember. Yeah. It was one of second or and fourth, so, or second and fourth. I don't remember. Right. 
<laughs> I would see her a lot at restaurants on Friday nights or whatever and just say hello. And um, uh, she was leading uh, worship. Now, when we, when you say that nowadays, people talk about singing. She was the worship leader. She ran the order of service. Um, I often say I did not get the church, but I got her, which was probably the, the, the original intent. Wow. Um, I would preach there and they, of course they didn't call me to the church, but in the midst of that, um, uh, I had a radio show every, every day in Detroit on WMKM and I called the tr head trustee and uh it was late at night and i told him that i was interested in her i was a mm. chicken a day I, <laughs> yeah, I, a day is gone oh, but that is uh, yeah a day is there. i was a chicken uh so i called him and told him uh candace uh that i wanted to talk to her and i think he called you right yeah he and he was kind of like um our guardian angel because we didn't have a pastor we didn't have a leader and he wasn't a preacher or anything like that so i trusted him so for him to come to me and say this guy want to talk to me even though i knew him i was like oh lord and he said talk to him so i did and um the rest is what they say is history and so we we start talking we went out our first date was at a chinese restaurant right <laughs> right and it wasn't just a chinese restaurant it was a it was a nice tiny chinese <laughs> restaurant <laughs> it was on true. the river true uh it's closed now but we went we went on a date and we talked we talked for how long six weeks yep i don't advise this with anybody uh we talked six weeks and how did I propose? I don't remember. It was almost like a a, a business proposal to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I think back of it, um, you you uh, kind of asked me some questions about um, where I was and what I was doing, and um, you thought it would be a good idea if we got together. And I I was somehow crazily feeling that way but i was like whoa 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 this is this is going really fast and as i um pondered upon this conversation and i just love the topic of what we did right and wrong before during and after uh that was one of the main things that i put at the top of the list getting married too fast six weeks right wrong or just risky <laughs> All, all, all three. <laughs> I, I often say, and I've talked about it on here, and and Candace and Angelica, anybody can come in and just open the mic and ask questions as we go. I want this kind of be organic as we go. Um, anybody want to come up? The moderators, um, administrators, are bringing you up uh, to ask questions. Um, I I often say, and I don't know if you agree or not, but I often say I think that we we didn't have uh, a foundation though. I don't know mm -hmm. if you agree with that. I think I think it was risky and it lasted 20 years. And, you know, but I think, I think that that might be a little, I think it might be risky and no foundation. Indeed, indeed. And because one of the things for me, and I have nerve to still do marriage counseling, 
uh, when people want it, well, I don't like it, but I'll do it, uh, is that one of the things about relationship before is you need to get to know the person. Yeah. And it was very risky that we didn't get to know each other. I don't know if it was three dates in those six weeks. Oh, Lord, the story's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> she has the memory, whole, y'all. Yeah, she has the memory. It wasn't like it was all hot and steamy. But it was something that felt like this was the right thing to do. And so I, I took the risk. Yeah, rolled six weeks. Y'all, y'all like y'all. Yeah, yeah. The six weeks got y'all. Six weeks got y'all. Huh? Yeah. I'm shocked. Six <laughs> weeks, but a day. It lasted twenty. Oh so years. that proves my theory when I say like I want a ring in three days. Like that proves my theory. She said it's risky though. Yeah, I don't recommend it. I no. I, I almost think that God takes care of little babies and fools. I think that was a foolish, foolish move that is not the norm it is not uh what i would recommend because you you don't get enough time and there's no such thing as enough time to know each other yeah it's no foundation there's no foundation no we, no. we couldn't even say we were friends yet no and it and it gets crazier because because it moves faster than what we're talking about right now because we got married February the eighth. Yes. Well, you remember the day? I do. Yeah. Men February. don't remember the day, y'all know. Huh? Men don't remember the, the anniversaries, y'all yeah, know. Yeah. That. February eighth. February eighth. We got married. Mm-hmm. And and by and by November, we were called to pastor a church. I was called to pastor a church wow. by November, mm-hmm. without knowing each other. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a what we call in Detroit a flat. Uh, Candace and Katrina would know what that is. A flat. Uh, it's it's half of a house, um, <laughs> and I had some wicker furniture. Uh, I had a, I don't I don't know what kind of car I had. Then. You got. I'm going to say you got to tell them about the car. What kind of car I had? You had that car that you testify about where you were crazy, crazy going the top on. Oh, my. And what I remember oh, wow. most about. And he, he asked to take me on a date in it. And I, I could see my feet like the, the Flintstones. Most of you too young <laughs> oh, to remember like your feet can just come out the bottom. Yabba dabba do. Ride or die. Pastor Kim, you got in that car, girl? Come on, Pastor Tell them how the Detroit girls do. But it. you Come know, on. you know, I think let me pass because, you I think that's because I think that's because I had my car had gotten uh stolen. I had a trans I had, now you ain't gonna come for me. I did have a white trans am before that because I had been working for TJ TJ Maxx and for Frederick. So I did have, but I don't know how I ended up with that car. Come on, Fredericks Bishop. I hear you. I was a yeah. I was I was a district That's manager. Fine. I had I had I had um I had six stores. I was making money. Now she'll tell y'all more about that. But uh, I don't know how I ended up with that car. Because mm-hmm. my car had gotten stolen. 
Right. And I was I had a rental, but I had a nice rental. I had a nice car. And, and she had a house. And I had a house. And right. she was the manager. Boss. Yes. Right. For, for the telephone company. And I was working at the radio station and I was doing something called uh Davis and Associates. Right? Not till after we got married. Not till after we got married. Okay, so mm-hmm. what was that? I was just doing the radio station. You was just doing the radio station and okay. got fired. <laughs> Ooh, make it plain. I got fired. I got fired. So, so Bishop, can I ask Pastor Kim a question? Mm-hmm. Pastor Kim, did you have any reservations after he proposed? It was too fast. We were planning a wedding. Um I think we were planning this this little for you know the inner circle wedding with uh your closest friends and then people started hearing about it and started putting their two cents in and began to tell me who he used to go with and um trying to tell him different things and so one of the things that I I, I wanted to make sure we said today um as we talked about the before and what was wrong and what was right is that we made a decision to tell each other all the dirt. I told him all the dirt that I thought that other people were gonna tell him. And it got so thick that they thought they could tear this thing down that we just said, I gotta be at work at 2.30 tomorrow. Let's drive to Toledo before you go to work and get married, which was 45 minutes away. And we did with the, one of the, the um, justice of the peace that you just, Pick one any who had no any teeth, mo, who had no teeth, and had a minister's collar, but didn't have the collar in it, just the shirt. And <laughs> under the steps, under in the stairway, he said, "Where'd y'all want to go?" And so we didn't. I didn't have time to second guess because that even made us go faster because we were determined we were not going to let people interfere and put their two cents in about whether we should get married or not. We uh and so and and she dropped me back off at the radio station and I went back to work and she went back to work and we said we's married now, <laughs> um and, and and I want you to lean in on we told each other about everybody because most of the people that we had talked to were in the same circle because mm-hmm. those of you that are in church realize that even though we think the church is big and universal it's not it's kind of I was having this conversation with somebody earlier today. It's the same people. I knew some of the same people, but it didn't bother me. It bothered me in my head, but I didn't let her know because it did bother me in my head. But I just, yeah. So, so we got, we got married and what happened next career wise? I'm trying to remember. She remembers. Well, um, you got fired. Um, not long after we got married and that's the part that you always tell that i was making good money uh i saw the potential that you had and and the one thing that i saw too uh, this is the part that wasn't so glamorous about me i was a single parent had two two kids i had a nice house nice car but when you're living like that you don't usually have any extra um money you know you look like you do but you don't and he came right in and asked how much was my credit cards. He paid off all my credit cards. And I knew that he had potential. I knew Did y'all that. Y'all hear that? 
Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? I love it. Click them mics now. But 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 you was hard on me, Bishop, for paying a car note. Click them. I was married then, though. <laughs> so you weren't married then. You was paying car notes. Uh, I, I digress. I digress. Right. <laughs> I digress. Go back on. Go back on mute. Pastor Kim, can you say that again? I just want the fellas to to maybe lean in. Uh, just tip on over. No, because they still on. She was making more money, and I had a roof that that wouldn't hold on to the car. That wasn't long, baby. Go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> he, he, paid, he paid off. Um, that was one of the first things he did. He paid off all my credit cards, and um, I, I gifts is my love language, and uh, he knew he had learned that fast because he he didn't have to learn it. I did know some of his previous girlfriends when he was like twenty and nineteen. And he was buying them the fake Louis Vuittons and didn't matter because they were $200. You know, we couldn't buy one. So I knew that he loved to give gifts. And so once we got married and he had paid off my credit cards, I went into gift mode. He used to wear raggedy shoes. He would wear, he would wear the best, the clothes on top, but you look I didn't care nothing feet. about shoes. He did not care about shoes. You know what they used to call me? From the, <laughs> they used to say I was sharp from the ankles up. That's what they used to say, Sam. <laughs> I did not care nothing about. And now shoes is my thing. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. So so I went my first bonus check, which I used to get big bonus checks. I said, we're going, we're going to buy you every pair of shoes you want. I bought him every pair of shoes he wanted. I bought him uh, um, it was it looked like a mink coat, but it wasn't mink coat. Cobo Hall used to have a sale down there. I know y'all too young for this, that you could go and pick a coat and they would finance it right on the spot, take it home. And I did those things. So when he got into the situation with the losing the job, I didn't know a lot about God was speaking and showing us things, but I knew I, I was making a good move. It was almost like a good investment. So I told him I would take care of things until he got where he was going. And how long did you have to take care of him though? Oh, that's a good question. Do I know that? Wasn't long. Huh? Not long. No. No. Because then no. I started Davis and Associates. Yeah, you started Davis and Associates. Um, Which was I a marketing, it. marketing right. PR firm in Southfield. I had my own office. Go ahead. Right. I married him on Friday and got hit by Lincoln Continental walking down the street on Monday. I and told so him. Yeah. I yeah. Got, I and I went to James Cleveland's funeral with her in the bed. I told him that right. story. <laughs> right. All of that. All of that, and uh, so I, I was I was out of the loop for a minute. But he was working, and then I took um, my money from my accident and opened the car wash. And then at the same time, we had Miss Jenny's um, kitchen. No, you went too fast because remember I started working for Hoyt Owens. Oh yeah, Hoyt was before. No, Hoyt was your client. Hoyt, Hoyt, Hoyt closed he down. Davis he closed and Associates. it down. Absolutely. Right. So mm -hmm. I start work. The man that you all just saw gave the million dollars of gas in Chicago, Willie Wilson. I went to work for him and his and his business associate for uh, a thing called the McDonald's Gospel Fest, and I traveled across the country with that uh, back in the '90s. And I would come home with what kind of checks, Pastor Kim? Oh shoot. They were big checks. I don't remember what big was back then, but we it helped us to do well. Five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar checks. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Lump, lump yeah, sums. Yeah, yeah. And I did that for some, some while uh, right. until I started pastoring. A little bit after, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we start we started we started pastoring in November. Um a church. And we had just got married with yeah. no foundation. I think that's one of the don'ts. Yeah. And and as I look at, at my thoughts for the before, I think we said everything that I, I would stress. Um getting married too fast is it's not something I recommend. Um we didn't learn as much as we should have about each other. We had little to no counseling. I know Bishop Corletta said she counseled us, but it couldn't have been but one session because we didn't have no counseling. And we were honest about our financial state. So those were the things that I thought about um, before we got married that I thought was worthy of mentioning today. Yeah, that's a don't. Um, yeah. Um, it, although it worked for 20 years, um, that's a don't. Uh, yeah. We joined. We joined the organization. Um, we moved to a bigger church in in a few months. We joined another. Or, we joined the organization. We helped build that organization. She was my assistant. When did you retire? I want you to tell them that part. <laughs> we got married in 1991. Um, 1994. Uh, Michael was born, which I didn't think I had any kids. Uh, more because he had to, I had to. Um, my kids were 17 and seven years old. And then here we go, you know, we have another one uh, in 10 years. So now um, at this stage in my life, I have a, um, I'm, I'm getting old now. I think they're going to be 48 years old, uh, 28 years old, and 38 years old. And so I got pregnant with Micah for 94, and I was able to leave the job in 96. Yeah, she she retired and uh, we we moved to, anyway, I, I want I want Candace and Angelica, I know they had some questions and we have other people that are up. If you all wanna ask us questions, I want to give a little history of, um, um, so, 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 wait a minute, before we go there, um, the blended family piece. When I came along, her son Derek was sixteen. Um. Yeah, you might as well say. Yeah. Well, sixteen or seventeen. Erica was six or seven. Yeah, I always say seven, so he must have been seventeen. So he was he was the king of the castle, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I had two sons already, and then we had Micah. And so me and Derek um, did not see eye to eye in the beginning, mm -hmm. so much so that we fought, like fought, fought. Mm -hmm. uh, how how soon was that? Oh wow, I don't I don't remember the time frame, but it was early. Yeah, it was early because we didn't have much trouble after that. No, we didn't have much trouble. We didn't have much. I, the, my jealousy rose up because her. her uh, uh, Erica's daddy would come knocking at the door and Derek's daddy would come knocking at the door. Uh, I had a little issue with that, but I got over that fast. But we we didn't have that much of a problem with the blended family uh, piece. Uh, that was the only thing. After that, me and Derek were cool. Um, and he started to, um, 
he he started to come around and he he would run the car wash and and uh help with the church and all that stuff um and so yeah that's the blended family piece uh i just saw our son come in greg uh, come in the room yeah he's at the back Bishop, I got a question for you, Bishop. Sure. You have mentioned foundation a few times. Could you explain with now being where you are now, what foundation really means at this stage in your life? Because I think a lot of people, they hear the word foundation, but there's no established thought process to what a foundation is. It's more than just money. It's more than just love. Could you explain to us? Because I'm, I'm single again. So I, I, I need well, all I can get. Well, I think I think what you're seeing right now is foundation. My whole when the right one comes piece. Um, you're sitting on the stage of something that's being built that was not in my eyes. It is through the pain of our divorce that I started. It's so funny because my friend Luther McKinstry sent me today uh, from 2015 just kind of... Um, just kind of releasing my thoughts from the whole aftermath of divorce. And it was even earlier than 2015 that I just started tweeting about when the right one comes. So you're looking at a foundation that I'm building from scratch because I was, I'm a bishop in the Lord's church, like for real, I'm, I'm a bishop for real. I'm a preacher for 36 years. I'm, you know, uh, second generation is skipped, skipped over my daddy, uh, from my grandfather, my daddy, my, my grandfather was my hero, preacher, pastor. Um, so when you talk about foundation, it is the building time. We didn't have building time. It's like building, the, it's like getting, I'm gonna use this example, she'll remember this. It's like building a plane in the air, right? Right, Pastor Kim? I agree. Yeah, it was like, how do you build a plane in the air? It's already taken off. We already had taken off. Our life went so fast. That's why we say it was, she said it was risky. That's risky. You know, I tell y'all all the time, um, um, learn to know a person in all four seasons. How can they handle conflict? I, luckily I had an older woman that was settled and she was like the, the she was like the, the stone. Like she was like the rock, you know, we gonna get through this. I, I, I can't tell you one time that I saw her just like worry. Then in the midst of it, after we, no, we didn't tell his part. Soon as we get married, her mama was one of them that didn't want us to get married. Her mama told her, what you know about him? Now, her mama had known me forever, too. <laughs> Would cook for uh, my pastor, sneak over there and cook for my pastors. And she got cancer. She gonna hate when I say this part. <laughs> <laughs> we both say it, but it's cruel for me to say it. But God knew what he was doing. No, <laughs> She said it every time. No, because it would have been hell. Her mama died. Your mama died after what? Uh, she died uh, like four months after we got married. We got married in in February. She died in June. So on top of us uh, getting married fast, then her mama dies. She go I through get a hit tip. by the car. She get hit <laughs> by a car. I I put in for a church. Hello. I get put in for I put in for a church. I get the church. We Sam, there's no foundation in that. I think I think for that first year or so you should be getting to know each other. Yeah. Bishop, I think 
um, a lot of men, they don't understand the foundation even before the woman gets there. Because you got to have your credit together. You got to have your finances in order. You got to have consistency. And then when you come to her, she needs to represent the female counterpart of that. I see so many men, because I'm 53 years old. I see a lot of fellas out here, they fall in lust and they think this is a good time to get married. So I don't, so I don't, the scripture says it's better to marry than to burn. No, you need to have yourself together because that foundation thing is blessing me because that's what was missing for me. I've been married four times. And as you said, the foundation was not there. One time yeah. I got married and it last 30 days. Yeah. Wow. And see, with us, we never had time to lust because it was all, I mean, it was such business. I mean, we were both about the bit. Uh, you, you would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will say to him, um, and, and Bishop, no, I got notes. Uh, that foundational piece is yes, relational, building that relationship, getting to know each other. But one of the things that we did as well, and I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I didn't add this piece. Um, we were honest about our financial state. He, we, neither of us had a foundation that our credit was wonderful and, you know, all of this, but we were honest about it. And then as soon as we got married, we set goals. We set uh, short mm. and long-term goals. And uh, uh, I still got them. I still got those goals that we set in 1990. That's foundational. It gives you yes. an idea of where you're trying to go. And when you get there, you know it because you set some goals, specific goals. So, so, so you got that, Sam? Sam? Yes, sir. I got that. I got that. That's what I need to hear. Stuff like that. That's real talk. So somebody said in the back chat, hello, Bishop. Pastor Kim is a very spoke, soft-spoken woman. Was she this way throughout your marriage? She exemplifies grace. Would you hear now? was the whole 20 years. The most I've seen her get upset is when her mama died and her and her sister got into it. <laughs> and maybe one or two other times. And it, it, all of our spiritual children that are in here, they will tell you the same thing. The way she's, she never, I would you hear me getting all excited? That's, we were the opposites like this. And she would just, kind of rub her hands together, whatever. And she know when I was, <laughs> she's just like she is now. I, I wonder, do anybody on here that knows me consider me soft-spoken? I don't know. I don't know if that describes me. Um, I don't know if I describe myself as soft-spoken. I'm not, I am calm. I am, I think I'm sensible and logical. Um, but I don't know that I consider myself soft-spoken compared to you. I probably was, and back yeah. then I was not as as outspoken. Marietta's up here. Marietta, okay. she's, she's soft-spoken. <laughs> I agree with um, Pascal. First of all, everybody, I'm the first daughter. Let's get that out the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just made that clear. Um, I would say um, she's a quiet storm because I was at the church when they first um, um, pastored and I'll never forget, she came in, she had her uniform on, just looked peaceful. Um, you know, like you would think 
peaceful and quiet. That woman grabbed that mic, and I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, it, it was just like an explosion. But I would mm. say a a um, calm storm. She mm. um she had peace under control, or that she, mm. she yes yeah, she walked in a controlling. I mean, and it's hard to explain, but um, a quiet storm is the best way that I can um yeah that I can. Say I like that, that daughter. I like that first so, daughter. Yes, yes ma'am. <laughs> so Cassia says, and y'all can talk up. Y'all send me back chat. Do you think? Do you think the issue was y'all didn't have a foundation when y'all got married or that y'all didn't have time to build one due to being busy? All that. Oh, I, mm. I think I think all that. We didn't have time, wouldn't you say? I think we didn't have time. And, and just to throw in there uh, another piece about my life that just makes this whole thing even look more crazy. I got married the first time at 17. I, I was engaged at 16 and I had been, when, by the time Bishop got there, I had been divorced for years. I got divorced at 19 years old. I'm now in my thirties. So I, I don't know that I even knew what a, what laying a foundation for a relationship was back then. But then to do that and then jump into a marriage with a man at six weeks. Oh my goodness. It's bizarre. Yeah. When you look back over it, CJ. Yeah, Bishop. So thanks for inviting me on the stage. Um, so through 20 something years, you all had the foundation, you struggled through some things, but you made it work up until it didn't work anymore. When did you know it wasn't working? And why did y'all decide to divorce as opposed to maybe seek more counseling or think of it as just a bump in the road? What kind of, Walk us through how did you all come to the dissolution of the marriage? You want to go? Um, I got notes. So, um, one of the, she I has notes out. for everything. <laughs> I, hey, this is how we work. I have no notes. None. I have notes. I have two pages of notes. Uh, one oh of the one she of the prepared writers. for this. Yes. Uh, and 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 again, I know how to be spontaneous, but I I wanted to. Um, make sure if I had an opportunity to say certain things and share certain things, I would. And I think some of these notes for that was the rights that we did during in terms of that marriage lasting for 20 years was we didn't say the D word. We didn't say the D word until the papers came in the mail. It The divorce was never, there was never anything that came up in I guess the 18 of the 20 years that uh, we was like, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. He's crazy or whatever. So that's what made the divorce even more just like crazy. Um, but I think in my notes, I said, I say something to the effect that by the time we knew we were in trouble, we, it was too late. Um, trouble came just as fast as the whirlwind marriage came and the divorce came even faster. So we didn't even have time. We didn't get counseling. We didn't have time to process. Well, wait a minute, you know, and I don't spend my time, um, saying it was him. I blame him. You know, I blame me. 
we didn't do that right. And we counseled one time, but by the time we got to that, uh, it, it with Bishop Martin and 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 she's being nice as she always does with me. But I had kind of made up my mind um, where I see the breakdown. Um, CJ was, and I talk about it often on here. The terms and the terms of conditions change, and we didn't address it. We had been used to doing everything together. And then comes, uh, we, I, we, we, we were pastoring um, in Morgan City, Louisiana. We had started churches there. The hurricane came. We started pastoring in, Del, in um, oh my God, um, Ebenezer Baptist in mm -hmm. Downingtown. Mm -hmm. um, and then Donald Morton's, I thought he would be uh, Donald Morton's mother. Um, asked uh, us to take over her church. She was going to retire. So, of course, to our organization, Josh is in here, he will know one church, two locations, one church, two states was not out of the ordinary for us because our bishop had three or four churches, four or five churches. Everybody had a couple of churches. We had we had we had three churches at one time in 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 Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, Morgan City and Homer. Then we started Thibodeau. Josh, you know all in places. Um, so that wasn't uncommon, but we were used to doing it together. And then came uh, where I had to take over because Tabernacle in Delaware was growing by leaps and bounds. Then I made her the pastor of Ebenezer and I became the bishop or she was the co-pastor. I don't know how it was, she was the pastor. And then I was the pastor of Tabernacle. And, and so we weren't together anymore. Then comes the word network. She had no desire for television, but she knew this was something that we had been praying for because she she would always support. She she it was like pinky in the brains. I'm pinky, she she's she's the brain. No, well, no, I'm 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 the one. I'm the one that came up with the, with the ideas and she would make sure they were executed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's where the turn began. We just got so busy that we, it wasn't the same. We, we had two or three homes. The main home was Pennsylvania. I see our daughter Erica came in. Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody could bring hey, her Erica. Erica and Greg, if they're still here, y'all can bring them up. Um, um, I just think that we, I think that the terms and condition changed and we didn't talk about it. You know, I, I, I always use in here that, and Josh, we talk about it, that, you know, PayPal and everybody sends terms and condition and you have to sign and mm -hmm. say, you understand the new term. We never sat down and talked about that. And, you know, and, and I got my, I got my part too. Okay. Let me say, and then okay. my grandfather dies, you know, in the middle of that. And, 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 I think, and then I started taking care of his church. Mm -hmm. I started doing Bible class there. So we have, we have, we have, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, uh, Ebenezer, we have Tabernacle, and then I'm flying in the Word Network every, every week. I'm doing Bible class at my grandfather's. I have a loft in Detroit. I have a place in Delaware. I have a place, we have the house, the big house in, 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 um, in uh, uh, Pennsylvania. 
And I just think that the terms and condition changed and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't stop. We was have big conferences. People was coming in from all over the world to Delaware, literally for conference. She preached at full gospel and forgive me for saying it this way, CJ, but preachers, she killed it. I mean, killed it. Now she's traveling. She preaching at churches I wasn't preaching at. I mean, so I that's my version of it. She may have a different version. Yeah, yeah I found my notes for my part. Okay. My part. I, um, <laughs> that's more his part. Um, one of the things, and, and we still do it now, I realized I turned 50 when things began to change. And when you turn 50, the lights come on even the more. And I realized, I didn't realize it then, um, but that we never even called each other by the first name. I never called him Greg. He's never called me Kim. And consequently, when I turned 50 was when I discovered there is somebody named Kim that lives in here and she has no title. She's not Pastor Kim. There is a Kim. And there's probably a Greg over there, but I don't know him. And so... We never, Greg and Kim just sat in the back of the car while we did all, Pastor Kim and Bishop Davis did all this stuff Ooh, for 20 that's years. Good. And now I look in the back and I'm like, who is that? And Kim has been here ever since. And it's kind of unfortunate um, that we didn't know. We just thought that super spirituality. And our kids used to tell us, I said, you can't, I can't call him Greg. Why not, mama? Oh, that's sacrilegious. We were so spiritual, we didn't know. We didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So, you know, that that was my part. And don't tell me running around here calling your husband pastor and, and you call it's crazy. We just didn't know no better. We, we didn't know. Because it it I mean, we heard Bishop Morton calling Pastor D, Pastor D. Well, he would call it D every now and then, but he would call it Pastor D. And mm -hmm. she would call him Bishop. I, I mean, a few times we heard him call it. She called him Paul. I don't think, I don't, yeah. So we, yeah. So can I ask a follow-up then? Um, uh, Bishop Kim, in particular, your your statement about discovering or rediscovering yourself as Kim and maybe there's Greg. What was the decision not to court each other afresh to get to know Kim and Greg as a couple? What? Why not? Why not go that way? Why decide, you know what, let's just end it? No, well, I figured I tried to share it with him. I didn't know how to share it. You know, uh, this is some new thing. I tried to share it and I felt like he just kind of like, I don't know what you talk about. And I had, I had, I had to be honest, I had, I had, um, I had, I had clocked out. See, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a crazy Gemini. And when I'm done, I'm done, unfortunately. I'm, wow. I'm I, Rhodes. I'm gonna take my part, cause even and on said that. Yeah, even on that. even on the call, yeah, I'm gonna take my part. Even on the call with Bishop Morton, them, you know, he was they was mad at me. You 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 just giving up. You just giving up. You just yeah. I was I had clocked out. The success. If you ever watch American Gangster, CJ, it says uh, Pastor Rowe, It says success is trying to kill me. Success. The success of it all, we were successful. And the success of it all, it just 
carried the wave of it just carried and carried until one one night i don't even know if she want me to tell this but we out here now we were in the i mean we had people from all over the country we land up in the sheraton suites in delaware she wakes up if you don't want me just let me just tell me i was punching him with my fist too you were <laughs> i'm like what the hell Sybil done walked in here <laughs> I need to call the elders that's here for the conference. <laughs> yeah. And then I knew then, I mean, but I had already, I had, I mean, I was so into what, I mean, we had always just been into what we were doing. We had offices next to each other at home and at church. And when I kept firing people, because I was good at doing, I was called the hatchet man, the full gospel role. When I kept firing people, Bishop Morton said, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm gonna make Pastor Kim your assistant. So she was working as my assistant. We was running the fellowship, the field, getting paid for it, had offices. That is closure, Mike. And he got, that he's got his picture of you and him on, on there. Um, <laughs> he's such a front. Uh, 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 yeah, so, so, so to be honest with you, I had already left the building and I'm I'm gonna always y'all y'all know I'm transparent. I tell my part. So I had I had left the building and, and I would not advise that doing looking back over it. I wouldn't advise that, but by that time I would come in on Saturday from the word network and I'll never forget this. I don't know the little city by um uh by the house, but we went to this little restaurant and she had black then I think it was blackberries. She had her phone out. I had my phone out. We weren't talking to each other at all. Mm-hmm. Only about and, kids and what was mm-hmm. going on at the church. We had nothing else to talk about. And that I had was... that on my list that we mm-hmm. began to let technology dominate. I remember getting mad at him because he would take calls in the middle of a lunch date and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I can get a Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> So and these, are we helping y'all? Yeah, these are the things that you need to hear so that you won't let yours. We paid the price so that you don't have to pay mm-hmm. it. And that's why we want to do it. And that's why at, at we're gonna go for another hour because she go to bed early. Um, <laughs> um did that answer you, Rhodes? Yes, sir. In fact, um the last little piece, especially, um y'all well, you clocked out but there was the lack of intimacy, the lack of friendship by the time you all started to discover yourselves anew. And so it was kind of like, it's hard for y'all to repair something because you basically, had, in a certain way, you've been divorced before the papers were filed. Yeah, right. and, and let, let me share this part too. Um, um, even got to the place that she, did, she didn't even want the stuff that I was buying because anything she thought she wanted, she was the type of woman that, I never forget we was going to the inauguration and I was in Saks or somewhere and I was gonna buy this dress. I not gonna even tell you how much it costs. And she like, I don't want that. <laughs> she would turn stuff down. I mean, she didn't want another she didn't want another bag because she had every bag it was, Louis Vuitton, everything. The idea was I bought her 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 her, her fancy clothes and she brought her everyday clothes. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. Matter of fact, she's still spoiled anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's still spoiled, y'all. She's still mm-hmm. spoiled. And um, so she got to the place that she didn't want that. She wanted me. 
you know, and I was, I was on a roller coaster. I was on a roller coaster. Yeah. All right, Candice, yes. Angelica. Yeah. Um, well, before Candice come, because she, Candice, the writer has been writing. Um, it's a question in the side chat that actually pertains to this vein. Um, someone asks, um, what are the signs um, of when someone is about to check out? Mm -hmm. I think distance would be one, I think. Lack of communication, that communication, quality communication starts to die. Because again, this guy was my best friend too. And now we're not talking as friends. We're not talking as, as colleagues. We're not talking as pastors and none of it. We didn't talk to Kim and Greg in the first place. So when that communication starts to wane, once you lose that, it's hard to catch back up, man. Yeah. That that's before intimacy. Right. Yep. All right. We see some of our family in here. Sharice is in here. Uh daughter Marlinda's down there. She refused to come up. My son in our son in love. Uh Erica's husband is down there. I asked for him to come up. On stage, we have um uh Greg is on here. Uh, he's the one with the rock. Uh, Erica's mm -hmm. on here. Our spiritual children are in the room. I see them giving comments. And uh, my, 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 my friend, uh, Prophet McKinstry, is here and others. Uh, did you have something, Angelica, before Candace go? It's one more question in the side chat. It, um, can the marriage be saved if you had acknowledged the checkout? Is that for me? I'll let, let him answer that. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. and and I had not really processed, but looking back, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It 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 could have it could have been. Yeah, because I mean I didn't want to answer that. Um because he he was he was more the checker router and I would have I would have did whatever I needed to do. That's just the kind of person I am. And it had never occurred to me in those 20 years that that would even happen. And so when it did. You got to watch the signs, y'all. Yeah, you got you got to watch it. You can get so caught up in what you're doing. Yeah. Because success grabbed us. I mean, I was the first state overseer. And, I, and as I look back over all these verses, I wouldn't have did none of them. If I had to do all over again, I wouldn't do none of it. I probably wouldn't do none of it. I probably wouldn't have did none of it. Even become a bishop at, how old was I? 29. I was 29 years old. A real bishop. I had 70, 80 churches under me. And we had just only been married a couple of, a, a few years. Pastoring, moved in a big building on the boulevard in Gratiot in Detroit. Those of you that are Detroit is Katrina. We had that, my pastor tells me now, we had that corner jumping. He remembers, he was younger. And we, you name it, we did it. And if I had it to do all over again, I probably wouldn't, although 
we were successful. Yeah. We were and su- we both enjoyed it. You yeah. Know, I enjoyed the that the whole ride. It's it's just when you got to that part right there, that's the area that that we needed to just make some adjustments, make some changes, communicate. Um and and we didn't. And we saw people that were married longer than us and we imitated them. Now be be honest about that. We Im- in a lot of stuff that we did and they they had some skin in the game before us and a lot of us did that mm-hmm. yeah yeah they started divorcing too you know those people started divorcing that had been married for years and and another piece for me is um and i don't know how what the age range is out here but when you get to that 50 stage when you get to that 60 stage, the change of life, um, even physically, um, psychologically and all of that for women, for men, the midlife crises, all of those kinds of things, they play a role in in causing that marriage to change. Emptiness syndrome, they affect the marriage. And once the kids are gone, we only had one more kid in the house, 16, and and those kids are gone. Now you're looking at each other. Uh, What he said earlier, you got to renegotiate the contract. You got to say, well, wait a minute. Things have changed. We got to make some changes here. So um, even when you're young and you marry somebody that's much older, you got to plan that in that that older person, they're going to get to another level of life that you're not going to be at as a mm-hmm. younger person. Mm-hmm. And physically, you still going to be wanting to do this and they're going to be old or vice versa. So you got to take all this into consideration. Not to say not to do it, but you got to take all of it into consideration because life just keep on going. And I, I missed a lot of trips out of the country because um, after 9-11, she was like, I ain't going on no plane, going across no country. Mm-hmm. I remember I paid deposits for Africa and Israel. And um, she's right. You start, um, you start th- seeing things from a different vantage point and you know the change of life don't nobody tell men about when a woman is going through the change of life Mm-mm. we don't Mm-mm. know the hell y'all y'all younger men <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's something else you hear me and we don't know nothing about the men's change we Mm-mm. don't know anything about it till it starts happening Mm-mm. nobody talked to us about this stuff she said that and i don't know if i've ever told her this we had our exit interviews then and we talked about this a little bit before and then candace is coming in the kitchen and i left and when i left there i looked in the rearview mirror and i said to myself that that i was going to live life different and so she she told the story about you know kim and at that point something clicked in me too that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna live differently and um uh i i have you know uh, and the older I get, the more selfish I get now. So that's another whole story. Candace. All right. This has been really great uh, conversation. I got a few questions that I think people would want the answers to. Um, but if they get too spicy, y'all just rebuke me. So, and, then, and then what we'll do after you, we're going to open it up to everybody and then we'll, we'll, we'll close. Right. Go ahead. They go in the sequence. So... Okay. This one first is for you, uh, Pastor Kim. So just doing a playoff, uh, the title of the room, 
What was your favorite part of marriage, the beginning, middle, or the end? Oh, wow. Certainly not the end. Oh, the beginning was as good as the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Candace asked these kind of questions. Go ahead. I would say, I would say the middle because we had time to at least build something. You know, that beginning, while it was a whirlwind, it didn't have substance. And and it was just God that made it last to get to the middle. So I would have to say the middle. Okay. Would you say that was the hardest part of uh, the marriage, too? It was the best, right? Yeah. So that was the best. Yeah. Would you say the middle is the yeah. hardest part as well, or the uh, beginning or the end is the hardest? Um, the end, when you're talking about it coming to mm-hmm. an end, and even, uh, um, I don't know. I, I I wonder if maybe the end is is hardest also because of those things I just mentioned about um, change of life, you know. Uh, uh, change of life affects all of that intimacy, emotions, strength, um, memory, all of these things that begin to decline. Um, and and the end of life, nobody even told us about aging. It's hard. No, 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 that was great. Bishop, I didn't know if you wanted to answer, if you wanted me to go I agree, on. I agree, I agree with the, the, the middle. The middle was, was, the middle was amazing. Yeah, I same ditto. Okay. So thank you for listening to the conversation on today on When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. We hope this conversation added value to your life and that you were able to take notes that you can refer back to at a later date as you navigate through your dating and relationship spaces. As a valued listener of When the Right One Comes, we have three action steps that you can help us with as we continue to help you. Number one, download this episode. Yes, download this episode so that you can continue to listen to it over and over again. Number two, Share this podcast with your friends and your family so they can have value added to their life as well. And number three, sow into the vision. Sow into the mission here at When the Right One Comes by sending a cash out to dollar sign Greg Davis 10. That's dollar sign Greg Davis 10. With your monetary donation, this can help us to continue the great work that we're doing here at when the right one comes helping you all navigate through your dating and relationship spaces thank you so much for listening on today we hope you tune in on the next episode of when the right one comes with bishop greg davis